Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I am your host. I am Shemaine Linney. I am a fitness and nutrition expert, biohacker, and certified iridologist, and I'm very happy to have you back with me. Um... In on this October afternoon because it's October now so I hope you're all really well and having a great start to October I always liked October it's like one of my favorite months so in this week's podcast episode we're going to look a bit at dehydration and over the next few weeks I intend to look more at hydration and types of hydration but in this one we're going to look a bit at dehydration and I've been meaning to do this for a while but one thing led to another and people requested other podcast episodes to be covered but so just to lead us into this week's episode almost two weeks ago I got hit with the worst migraine ever um, and it was a combination of stress, overtraining, overworking, and then the toxins from the California fires. They've always affected me, always gave me migraines, but I hadn't had a migraine in over a year, so I completely forgot about it until this migraine literally caught me off guard and pretty much put me out of commission for like the whole weekend. And then last week, I just kept feeling rubbish and rubbish. And I don't know if you've ever had a really bad migraine, but it can take you a while to get your bearings back again. And I was trying to just catch up with myself last week, but I still wasn't feeling myself. I was still crashing and not as energetic as I normally am. And I was like, oh man, this migraine really kicked my butt like I'm really feeling this a week later and I just couldn't decipher what was going on I was so tired and just could not catch up with myself so then I started to kind of slow down and watch what I was doing and because I was in somewhat of a fluster after the migraine because it was really bad I was trying to catch up with myself trying to catch up with work get my bearings again I was missing some key components that I tell my clients to do all the time and normally I do but I was forgetting because I was again in such a fluster and this happens the best of us it happens all of us and what I noticed was I had not been consistent with my fluid intake, not just because I was flustered, but because the weather changed too. So it wasn't as warm. I wasn't as sweating as much. The gym wasn't making me sweat as much. So I wasn't drinking as much fluids as I had been all over the summer. And usually like that sweating signal will tell me that I need to drink more water or I'll feel more thirsty because I'm sweating more and it is warmer. So I hadn't been drinking as much fluids, but many of us know or most of us know that when you get a severe migraine, 
it dehydrates you right down to the cells it causes the cells to dehydrate because the cells go into overload they get very inflamed they have to work overtime to try and fight off this migraine then you may be vomiting you may have diarrhea like there's a whole lot going on you can't eat you can't drink because you feel really sick so it really migraines severely dehydrate the body for some people dehydration will cause a migraine too that wasn't my case though so then I wasn't drinking enough water and I was skipping my evening teas and I was skipping them for about five days because again I was crashing in the evening and I was flustered and I was caught in this big negative cycle so then lo and behold the universe sent me a signal and was like Shemaine you were dehydrated after that migraine and you never topped up your hydration levels like I never caught up with myself in regards to hydration so I was dragging my feet and then as soon as I bumped everything back up and got back on my proper evening routine lo and behold I feel wonderful again have all my energy but it just goes to show you that that bit of dehydration what it can do to you so it's it's a key component we all know water is very important but many of us don't know why now I know why right down to the cellular level and the scientific stuff but I'm going to try and teach you some of it and I've been talking about dehydration slash hydration all summer because we've all heard it before you need to drink more water but really it's not just athletes it's not just bodybuilders that needs more marathon runners or spartan runners it's everyone from everyone i speak to nearly everyone is under drinking their required amount even the fitness instructors and personal trainers i speak to they're below their water their fluid requirements for on a baseline their age their height and their weight regardless of their activity levels they're under consuming fluids and a lot of the time I'll say fluids because we don't need to only focus on water we can get hydration from teas we can get a bit from coffee we can get lots of hydration from different foods so keeping our fluids topped up keeping our cells hydrated is going to be very important the quality of water i won't go into on this episode but i will go into um over the next few weeks the type of water that is going to be optimal and so on um, for different health preferences but dehydration basically takes place when your body loses more fluid than you can drink now our common causes that we would associate dehydration with are going to be excessive sweating or vomiting or diarrhea but then we forget as well that we lose a lot of water when we sleep through breathing and sweating alone then we lose even more water when we sleep if we have a fan on during the night too because that will dry out the skin and pull more water out of the skin then we have to look at the types of food that you're eating carbs will cause dehydration so for one molecule of carbohydrate you're binding four molecules of water to that as well um, then we look at our salt ratios not enough salt will cause dehydration and too much salt will cause dehydration Um, and there's a whole host of other stuff alcohol is going to cause dehydration stress is going to cause dehydration having a menstrual cycle is going to cause dehydration Um, trans fats 
toxins in the air like there's a whole host of stuff that will cause dehydration and there are many different recommendations on how much you should drink or how little um, I'll get to that more towards the end but dehydration can range from mild to very severe and you can usually treat mild dehydration at home quite easily but severe dehydration needs to be treated in a hospital or some sort of urgent care setting. Now, when we look at the risks associated with dehydration, we see well, what will cause dehydration to happen. So we know excessive exercise, sweating, diarrhea, vomiting, working outdoors, excessive sun exposure. If you're getting sunburned or you're constantly under the sun working like landscapers or construction workers might be or even dog walkers or gardeners. Um, older people tend to need more water. They will lose a lot more water. People with chronic conditions, so underlying health conditions, autoimmune issues um, young children and infants they can be very high risk to dehydration because generally there we don't watch how many or how much fluids children are intaking and they're very active they run around like lunatics all day every day so they are high risk as well um, and then we, of course we have our athletes especially our runners our cyclists and our soccer players or anyone playing outdoors and then people who reside in high altitudes which i suppose is us here in airdrie because airdrie is at a high altitude so all of these different things can cause dehydration and all of them we most of us do on a daily basis and we wouldn't think twice about it but then when we look at well what are the side effects of dehydration what are the negative effects well straight off you may not think of this was straight away fatigue fatigue is directly connected to dehydration right down to the cells because we need clean water going into the cells to allow the mitochondria to function properly. We also need clean water as we get older to make sure that we're flushing out um, different toxins like deuterium and ceramide, which as we get older cause a lot of damage to our cells, can totally rip apart cells, um, inhibit mitochondria from working, ages cause disease. There's a whole lot of stuff that happens, but fatigue is one. And then you're going to see like aches and pains can be dehydration. We're going to see an increase in inflammation. We will see fluid retention, swelling, headaches, dry eyes, dry mouth, chapped lips, dry skin. Some people may develop a fever if they're dehydrated because the body will try to compensate and cool down the body if it's overheating. Um, and it will do that by drawing fluids to the skin and you will feel that as a fever as well um, you will also see a reduction in metabolism so dehydration can slow down your metabolism back to that water is needed for cellular metabolism and in its absence metabolic functions will slow down so we see that not only does it affect the cells it's going to directly affect your adrenals and your thyroid as well 
Um, so staying hydrated helps us to eliminate toxins, which then those toxins, if they're being excreted properly, which I always say to my clients, stop complaining about peeing so much. Every time you pee, you are excreting toxins. You're emptying your kidneys. You're doing your kidneys and bladder a favor, you're, as well as burning extra calories every time you go to the bathroom. But you're getting rid of all those toxins and waste products that might damage the body through that process of peeing. And in order to pee, you need to be drinking enough fluid and staying hydrated as well. So, and there are lots of studies on this. There was a study I shared during the summer um, that showed that 10 minutes of drinking water, your metabolism can start to increase. Um, 60 minutes after drinking water in this study showed an energy expenditure increase by 30 percent and then i've shared other studies showing how drinking water before a meal can increase fat metabolism uh, so that's burning of fat um what else can we see we can also see a lot of gut damage happen when we are dehydrated um, because the body is going to struggle to digest foods if there's not enough fluids to help emulsify and liquefy certain foods. So that's going to be a problem in itself. There's a whole host of problems that come from being dehydrated. I hear a lot of my clients complain about brain fog and poor cognitive performance. And yep, you guessed it, that can be directly connected to dehydration along with your irritability and your mood swings. So there's a whole host in my biohacking group, which everyone is welcome to join. So that's my biohacking group on Facebook. I have a self-assessment tool in there that you can take. It's like a questionnaire and you can just go through that and establish how dehydrated you are um, and the different symptoms you may experience. So there is no exact, when we look at how to test if you're dehydrated, there is no exact science or test but there are some good indicators that we can use really fast so we look at our urine so urine is composed of water urea organic materials like carbs fatty acids hormones um, electrolytes minerals now normal pee should be clear to bright yellow Whereas urine that is darker yellow is an indicator of dehydration, as is lower peeing frequency. So the less you pee, obviously that is going to be an indicator that you're dehydrated. As a side note, B vitamins though can cause your pee to be extra yellow. So if you feel like you're peeing regularly and you're hydrated, but your urine is very yellow, you could look at your supplements and see if that may be a contributing factor. You can also pinch your skin if it tense or doesn't bounce back to normal shape, especially on the tops of your hands, you are going to be dehydrated. Then if you look at your fingernails, you can apply pressure to your fingernails for five seconds. 
You release the pressure and you observe how long it takes for the nail bed to turn back to pink. So when you press down on it, it'll go white from the pressure. And then when you release it, it should go back to pink. So good hydration should see your color return back to normal in one to three seconds. So pretty fast. And if it takes longer than five seconds, that is an indicator that you're likely dehydrated. And that can also be an indicator that you have per circulation. And now here's another one. And I talk about this all the time. And that's keep track of your weights. For some people, this is not going to be a good idea because some people can become very obsessed with the scales and can struggle to detach themselves from it being just a tool and not their enemy. But if you weigh before and after exercise, um, this can be a tool just to kind of give you a guesstimation of what amount of fluids you may be losing. So if you're exercising in a hot environment or you're doing a particularly long or strenuous workout, um, it can be prudent to monitor how much water you are losing just so you have a point of reference and you don't need to do this forever just until you get an idea of how much water you lose and then you'll know how much you're going to need to replenish as well so along with the self-assessment tool that i have in my biohacking group we can see that knowing if you're dehydrated is going to play a big part in your health journey and how you feel on your health journey. So if you're not feeling good, but all your other biomarkers are great, but you're like, something's missing, I still just don't feel good, like I'm still quite lethargic, you may want to look at your water because you could see that dehydration is going to be a problem here. Now, when we go back to looking at dehydration and weight loss, so I'm well aware that it can be hard to get your fluid targets in or even, as we say, your water targets into a day. So there are other ways that you can bump your hydration. I'll go into more detail on the next podcast on hydration specifically. But you can look at hydrating foods. You can look at smoothies. You can look at teas. You can look at soups and stews. And there's lots of other things. Like there's many, many other options. But when we look at dehydration and how it affects fat loss so not just our mood and our aches and pains and our fatigue and even our sleep and our adrenals and all that but how does it affect fat loss so it's essential that we do have hydration in the body I've brought this up I think on the last podcast episode and I brought it up with a client today that when I started out in Weight Watchers many many moons ago you would always hear the leader talk about drink, increasing your water or drink more water. So if someone say plateaued for a few weeks or their weight wasn't moving or they were struggling, you would hear the leader say, okay, well, let's just focus on water this week. Now, I know she didn't know the science of it, but somewhere, someone in Weight Watchers figured this was the magic pill we all needed and 
in some way it was it worked uh, they didn't understand why but now we do understand why and you're about to understand why so someone would go off then and they would drink their water and they'd come back the next week for their so-called weigh in and they'd be down a couple of pounds and everyone would say oh my god what did you do and they'd say I just increased my water and amazing magic it's a miracle like water is a miracle <laughs> but how how does that work so what it is is we need the hydration we need the water to flush out toxins out of the body so if we get an accumulation of toxins and toxins is kind of a one word fits all that includes antibiotics hormones cytokines um so those inflammatory molecules any pesticides any preservatives any like rubbish chemicals that are going to be floating around in your body if you're dehydrated you're not going to be flushing them out like i said with the kidneys and peeing a lot but they're then going to hang around in the blood they're going to cause the blood to inflame those toxins are going to build up in the joints that's where we see the aches and pains then you get swelling and inflammation around the joints you also then will see that the dehydration will cause the mitochondria to slow down so these are your energy burning powerhouses and when they slow down you're burning less energy at a slower rate and this happens because we're not flushing ceramide and other toxins out of the cell so then the water also is going to directly of course impact how you absorb nutrition when you don't absorb nutrition you're then going to slow down thyroid conversion so the thyroid will slow down which will slow down and affect the adrenals your metabolism will slow so everything goes really if you think of like a rusty train that needs to be lubricated it's still moving but screeching and moving really slow and you know that screeching sound of rust and a rusty train and it's like painful you can hear everything kind of scratching and chutting along it's not moving smoothly at all so that's what happens to your body everything just gets slowed down right to your cognitive performance where you're just struggling to function and think and you've got a lot of brain fog and irritability and mood swings like everything slows down when we look at dehydration and then of course that just makes regardless of it's a health journey or it's a fat loss journey or whatever it is you are just making life harder so let's just again look at some of the symptoms of um, dehydration so mild to moderate dehydration you're going to see fatigue dry mouth dry chapped lips dry skin increased thirst um, decreased urination um, you may see less tear production but that one's hard to judge I mean it's are you a regular crier like that's really hard to judge uh, constipation of course is going to be a big one with that mild to moderate dehydration so that's just slight dehydration your dizziness your lightheadedness your headaches um, and then when we move into more of a moderate to 
severe, well, a more of a moderate dehydration is where we're going to see those aches and pains, that inflammation, that swelling, the changes in blood pressure, the heart palpitations, rapid breathing, um, very shriveled skin, the dark urine. And then when you go to severe, then we're looking at like, this is where you should go to urgent care. We might see diarrhea, um, blood in your poop, um, the inability to keep fluids down, complete disorientation, complete lack of sleep. So at that stage, you want to go and see um, either your family doctor or go straight to urgent care. So the, clearly it can range from mild to very severe and it, that can change really fast that can go depending on your lifestyle and your activity level you could go from mild dehydration to severe in the matter of three days so it's important that you're aware of stuff like this so really what I want to highlight in this week's episode on dehydration is how it affects you because if you can understand and recognize some of the signs and symptoms, then you will be more able to take the action and just drink either some extra water or have an extra cup of tea before bed or throw in an apple or even some aloe vera water or something like that. You can be proactive if you can recognize the signs and the symptoms. And what I see with my clients, the most common symptoms that are going to be in your face that you don't you're not recognizing but I'm recognizing is going to be one um, the headaches and the irritability then the aches and pains then the fatigue so that's a big one for dehydration so if you're crashing like you can make it through the first half of the day but the second half is a big struggle that's going to be that dehydration um and the sleep and constipation is a big one everyone wants to hope that it's because they're not eating enough fiber but a lot of the time constipation really is you are just not drinking enough fluids especially for your activity levels and your lifestyle or something but they're the main ones i'll see and then again our big big one is going to be struggling to lose weight or slow down in fat loss and metabolism so those are the key points I want you to take away you're more than welcome to join my biohacking group on Facebook and check out the self-assessment if you're already a part of that group do go and take the self-assessment again I know many of you did but I also know it's not what I say it's what you hear meaning that sometimes you'll hear stuff or you'll do stuff or you'll read stuff and then you'll forget about it and I have to keep repeating it a couple of times until you actually hear it and then remember it so go take it again um, and I know there's lots of comments on the feed underneath that but otherwise I hope you found this episode somewhat insightful and enlightening. If you know anyone that would benefit from this information, please do share them. You help me to help you to help others and together we can make a change and make the world a bit healthier. Um, so sharing is caring and it really helps me a lot. I really, really appreciate it. If you have any feedback or questions or you'd like me to cover a specific topic, 
feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram or you can message me through my website that's shemainsmodelhealth.com and there's an email link there as well so lots of ways you can reach out to me um, and yeah I'd be happy to respond or cover any topics that you like otherwise enjoy the start of this glorious month it's like the perfect time of year um, stay safe stay healthy stay hydrated and I will chat to you guys soon bye bye